Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. What's up, everybody? Welcome. I'm Guy. That's John. We are on YouTube and on podcast. We are brought to you by Tito's Handmade Vodka. Great to have Tito sponsoring the show. John is grinning like he's got a Tito's toast. I want to cheers my friends at Tito's to uh, Cox Communications, who has my internet. Yeah. And I was thinking about this morning because before noon, I was on hold for almost a combined two hours. I think it turned out to be like 151. And it hit me that like, I can't wait. You know, a big story right now is Peacock. How could you put it on Peacock? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? NBC is their number one partner. They have the number one television show. They're doing them a solid. Like this is the way business works. Everything's going to be on streaming. Like if you're, if you're complaining and don't see the way this is headed, like I don't think you quite understand how this works. Now, if you just want to complain to complain, I get it, but it's pretty clear why they're putting it on Peacock, right? A playoff game. Like the games are eventually going to be on Peacock in 10 years. But uh, it really hit me like I'm still dependent on the cable company, even though I don't have a cable box for their internet, where YouTube TV, like it's just, it, it can't be any more seamless. A gripe here or there, but overall, the experience is just fucking remarkable. Yeah. All my streaming services, there's just, why can't the streaming services, and maybe it's too big of a pain in the ass, maybe get into the internet business? And you go Starlink, the satellite, you know, put the big satellite outside your house. My brother has it. It's incredible. Maybe, Is it? Maybe what, what are his speeds like? Any idea? Elite everywhere. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing. It's like, I, I'm with you on YouTube TV, but I am at the mercy of my AT&T. Now, it's fiber, so it's fast, but I am at the mercy of it, right? I'm always, like, I feel like my YouTube TV, John, when I'm watching the game, always just loses like a half a second. You know, like I can always fast forward it, which is weird. I can always fast forward it like three seconds, you know, which is weird, which means I'm falling behind. Don't love that. But that's going to be hard to avoid. But see, that's in your head. I, I, I'm i sure that happens to me too. I don't notice. No, you don't notice it. I only notice it when I've got two screens side by side on the same thing, right? Yeah. But no, that's not a big deal. You said nitpick. We're talking nitpicks. It's yeah, it's been it's been excellent. The future is here and we're in the midst of it. And it just takes... It's a little bumpy, you know, but yeah, but I do think Peacock. that is something that they, they got a pretty good stranglehold on for a while. You know, it's like like radio obviously is in major trouble slash dead in 90% of markets, right? The uh, newspaper business, like, holy shit, good luck. That's one that I don't go, well, the main cable provider is just going to lose internet in the next decade. Like, I wouldn't bet on that. You know, as long as, you, especially as long as physical lines are better than non-physical lines, right? They have the, the they have the physical. There's trenches dug and their lines are in them. Yeah. So, like in my in my neighborhood, if you want fiber, you can get AT and T fiber. You can also get Sonic fiber. Two different companies. Sonic uses AT and T's lines. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, the Starlink thing which even if he does continue to have incredible breakthroughs, like he, he is battling up against a PR campaign. The government took his funding. Even he he said, like, listen, you want to yank the funding on Starlink because 
I don't kiss your guys' ass, fine, but you can't use that that funding to someone else when my product is 700 times better. But they they want to kind of just, you know, they're trying to limit his – his Star, Starlink's elite. Like, I, I mean, obviously, I mean, fucking gave it to Ukraine. I mean, what he's doing worldwide. But he fights an uphill battle on that, so that's one thing. And he's so much smarter than everyone else he's up against in business. They're like, oh, this is going to be – that. that's not a solution anytime soon. I, I saw it at Best Buy today. They had like a podium. He, he, like he a- just lost uh, a lot of money in a subsidy because they don't like him. Uh, John, I had a Tito's toast, obviously to Jim Harbaugh for winning his uh, national championship, but also for Jim Harbaugh for bringing back a certain type of college, a certain type of football, which feels like it would die if it wasn't for Jim Harbaugh. Brought it to Stanford, brought it to the Niners, brought it to Michigan. Even Saban has given up on this type of football. Qu- quit it. Quit it for a minute in Michigan. Quit it. With- Tried to go Rich Rod for a second, then was like, quit it. Nah, I'll bring it back and brought it back. So a Tito's toast to Jim Harbaugh for uh, – I'm not sure I'd want to watch every football game look like a hardball game, but Monday night national title game, they hit a couple throws. I, I wouldn't have minded if he had done 32 straight runs like he did to Penn State earlier this year to win the championship. Uh, also at Tito's Toast, John, to RG3, who uh, biggest stories this week, like you just look up, Robert's in the middle of it, McAfee and ESPN beefing, Robert's got an Instagram post. Last night, I thought this was interesting. Reminded me of when A-Rod tried to sign with uh, – did he try to sign with the Red Sox during the World Series or actually sign with the Yankees during the World Series? Whichever it was, last night ESPN has its college football coverage and Robert's not on the coverage. At the same time as ESPN is leading up to the national championship game, Robert is on IG Live with uh, <laughs> Kyle yeah, <I> K, <laughs> the high school football recruit. His I'm rooting family. for that guy to be a great player. So you play-by-play guys just refuse to say his name. Gotta, no, you got to roll with it. But I, I thought that was interesting that Robert was on at the same time as ESPN. I thought that was, I thought he was sending a little. I, that that wasn't nothing, John. That wasn't nothing. That I, I will give him this. I saw the clip. That was hilarious. That was funny. I can't stand Robert Griffin the third, and that that was funny. That was funny. Uh, the dad looked a little uncomfortable. The kid was having the time of his life. <laughs> The kid's going to West Virginia, right, on a recruiting visit? Like He's, he's a going, Division going I on a visit. Yeah, that's why McAfee was fired up about it. Uh, Tito's Handmade Vodka. It's fantastic. Whether you're going to somebody's house, hosting people at yours, bellying up to the bar, order a Tito's by itself or Tito's in whatever. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas, 40% alcohol by volume, name, lady proof, crafted to be savored responsibly. I like a little ginger beer. Tito's, that's a good drink, yes. Got a theory on McAfee. I think one reason the media is so mad and this gets back to like when you work with someone that doesn't have to follow the rules, there's a jealousy of you, uh, of them. Like, and most people in most offices, the like the star employer or whatever, kind of can do what he wants and it pisses everyone off. But in most offices, you kind of keep quiet. It's not a public job. You tell your other office mates, you're all kind of talking shit about that person, even though that person is just more important than you. Like if the company replaced the media tends to be kind of angry, at least unhinged on social media. I My theory why they're so mad over the Rodgers-McAfee thing is like he doesn't have to follow any of the rules, and they always fall in line, and they're jealous. The pack can do whatever the fuck he wants, and he's taking talk shit about bosses, which half of them, if you just the likelihood, don't always see eye to eye. They're like, God, they would die to do that. It's just, it's just being a human being. You are jealous of some – you're under the same umbrella – he can do that, and you definitely cannot. 
even RG3 pushed the limits, but I've seen a couple headlines like RG3 got to talk to about this. And remember he did big Penix energy. Like he pushed the line. Yeah. Like, Robert, you're pretty replaceable, <laughs> you know? And I, I think there is a huge anger in that group, the ESPN employees, and just the undercurrent of it all and former ESPN employees. The ESPN part of it that seems like there's a direct correlation to, you know, Pat got paid right after or right around the time a bunch of people got laid off. You know, and I've seen I've seen people say, well, oh, you could all the all the talent. And I'm sure there were a lot of talented people. But I mean, it's it's not some accident. Why, Pat? I was having a debate with my buddy yesterday. We're texting about it because he said McAfee is the biggest ESPN personality now. Most recognizable biggest star. I said, I think it's still Stephen A. I don't know if you have a take on that. Uh, Probably depends who you ask. I mean, I, I think they are. Well, I watch more McAfee being... than Stephen A. But my default would be Stephen A. But maybe it's McAfee. I don't know. What yeah, do I mean, think? I don't. I don't consume Stephen A. And I, I, I don't necessarily watch McAfee's show, but I definitely watch his clips of interviews. And I, I don't do any of that with Stephen A. So, like for me, Pat McAfee is more. It's hard. Like you and I, like, I know who they both are. I'm not asking for you though, right? I'm just saying. Yeah, like, I would say Pat feels more uh, relevant in the people that I roll with. Right. It's like a huge part of was Strauss or Ethan wrote this. A big part of, you know, because like the audience is like first takes doing 800,000 people and then it drops off in half. Well, the demographics of the people that watch Pat and the people that watch first take are a completely different human being. <laughs> like, I mean, so it's. It's it's not an apples to apples thing, and and Pat would argue that like this is not just a television show. The numbers we do on social media, live viewers, is relevant, right? So I, I not that I care that much about the metrics of the argument there, but to in my life, and the, I, I know countless people that that like listen and watch Pat that have him on the background. Well, that's what I do. And it's not because I know I, I read what Ethan wrote too. It's not because Pat in and of himself is some like, he's not asking like carefully crafted questions, but he has a really unique skill, which is people are comfortable talking to him. I was watching, I don't know if you saw any of the Dan Lanning on the pregame for the national championship game, but even like, you know, Dan, Dan actually had some good things to say, but he's, I w- he's not reserved. He was comfortable. But the way McAfee hit him with the questions, like, oh, I love what you did right there. You know, I was good with you going for it on fourth down. Just he has a way. He is just good with people. And that's well, one of he's one, he's, uh, he's one of them, you know, at, at his core. I, I think that's where they, they see him as one of them. And and I think Stephen A has breached that gap where a lot of like a writer, for example, is not one of us. They're a, they're an outsider slash an enemy. You know, a lot of times yeah. media, those people are That's true, enemy, enemy say, is the wrong word, but I just, I think there's a differentiating factor that he But has. I would say even the best writers, like go, like you around, like Marcus Thompson, for, like they still know writer or not media member or not just good at getting, just good at making people feel at ease. Right. And McAvoy is excellent at it. But I would say the difference of Marcus or definitely Stephen A, Pat's not critical of anybody. You know, like Stephen A is crushing people left and right. Pat doesn't take opinions. Like the great, the brilliant part of his operation, he uses, he has Aaron Rodgers says everything. Pat's not saying anything. Yeah. It, it's a, it's actually, and again, I'm not trying to act like I'm jealous or whatever, but like I couldn't have a profession if I didn't never said anything. Like his entire operation is predicated on the guests, no opinion. On the relationships. But, but he does not have to give an opinion on anything. Cause I think if you ask every player, 
they wouldn't have anything negative about anything he said about them. Right. Which is very, but there are other things you can be popular for. And his is that he's fun. It's as simple as that. He's fun to be around. Well, exactly. But he, but he has a three hour show where he never has, but he talks about sports where he never has to say anything about it. No, it's just fun. Just hanging out. It's fun. Like you don't leave when you're hanging out with a buddy who's like fun. You don't go after the night. Like he didn't have any strong takes about anything. He didn't have a pick on the game. I heard big cat say this one time. He's like, you know, the craziest part about our podcast is we're constantly ripping on people, but it never sticks to us. <laughs> he's like, for whatever reason, I was like, I got to talk to this guy. I know what he, but he's like, like, he doesn't even care. He just thinks I'm joking around, fucking around. You know, Pat doesn't yeah. even like big cat's more liable to say something for sure. Or he well, Pat won't say anything. It's incredible. I think, half, I think half of the stuff that people get offended by on the internet, maybe now it's once upon a time, it was this, I don't know this anymore. It's gotten more negative, but once upon a time, half the stuff that was being like the shit talking was actually just things that it, People acting like they know each other when they don't, right? Fans acting like they know a player. The player reads the tweet. You're being mean to me. But fans just talking shit or people on the internet just talking trash the way they would talk trash to a friend. When it comes from Big Cat or PFT, it feels like it's coming. Like those people take it as if they read the best into it, not the worst into it. Most times you hear somebody make a joke about you. You assume the worst, that it's not just in fun, that they're not trying to act like your friend, right? Which is again the same deal. Like if your thing is fun, McAfee, Big Cat's the same. Like his big, he's fun. Like people, every I don't know a single person like Barstool, don't like Barstool, who doesn't think Big Big Cat is good. Like doesn't like Big Cat, right? Yeah, he's fun for That's sure. It. Yeah, I'm smart, but anyway. well, and I, I think this is where Barstool has separated from the pack, and obviously Pat. This is entertainment. Like this isn't. We're not breaking news here. There's no journalism. We're just fucking around. Yeah. And I, I I do like, to me, Barstool is more important for my entertainment value on the internet, whether it comes to Twitter or Instagram. Instagram a little less, but specifically Twitter. Like, I don't need everything to be super serious all the time, you know? And and I think, you know, and the majority of people I follow would be, quote unquote, in the in the sports covering business. Or just media in general. And it's like they can take things really seriously. It's like, can we just fucking relax? Like, I mean, today is a good example when he has Rodgers on. It's very predictable, the reaction of everyone that you... And again, it could even be fake. I don't even know if half these people believe half the thing they're tweeting. Where I I was at the gym and I looked up and it's on mute. And you, Rodgers... But they have the, uh, they have this, the, you know, the CC going. So I can kind of read, but but it's going... What he's talking about, it's it's hard to kind of keep up, but you're seeing keywords and Jimmy Kimmel, and you see an Epstein and a and a and a COVID, and you you kind of know what he's going around. And Pat is in the back, just like kind of dying laughing, and and I go, you know what, I I refuse to look at my phone right now and see the reaction because they're having a good time, and of course, I mean it's it's just so predictable, and uh, that that's where I think Pat had and. And I think Barstool thrives at this is like they get involved in this shit and they just keep laughing and everyone else is so mad. It's like, guys, fucking relax. And I, I do think it gets back to there's an underlying current currency of jealousy of wait, they don't follow the rules and they print cash. I, I, that really pisses off a lot of people in the business. And of course, those two the things rules, are, I do what's right. Those two things are connected, right? Well, fuck. Yeah. They don't follow the rules because they print cash. But they also don't follow the rules is what leads them to the cash. They, they don't want to do what you're doing. So they're your rules and your industry's rules. 
They don't view themselves in your industry. It's why when Pat has gone back and forth, it's like, yeah, maybe he made a little more money to go to ESPN. He does not need these people. He was printing money. It would, maybe they added some infrastructure and added some cash to him, but like money was not the issue with his operation. He had the big ass office before ESPN, you know. So when he's talking shit, it's like I don't need you. So when Mike Vrabel gets fired, I'm not kissing your ass, Rand Carthen. I don't give a fuck. I'm already rich. I don't agree with what's going on. We're most of most of us. I've been there before. Kind of pretend you're like oh, I kind of got to do this. We hate it. I actually have nothing but respect for when people have it. And I'm like, fuck this. I'm not doing this. I'm not pretending. I'm not playing politics because I do not have to. And I think Pat has really done that the last couple of weeks and just keep talking shit. Like, I remember you guys called me. You know, you called me. I, this is good. And he's even said, this is lucrative for me and my crew here. You've added added value here. But you called me. That's the that's always been the Rogan thing when people freak out at Spotify. Like you guys know, you begged him to sign this deal. Pat also clearly thinks he's got numbers. Like if it came down to a battle, because I do think he like like the one thing ESPN does give him is access. Right, he gets to do his show from the college game day set. He gets to do his show from the national championship game. He clearly likes that. Right, you can't do you can't do that unless ESPN lets you do it or whoever the rights holder is. For that particular game, oh, be inside. You're saying like be inside NRG Stadium, yeah. And and like there's an infrastructure. Now he could pay for it, but ESPN is a it does have just a, a, an amount of infrastructure that nobody else. That's what I'm saying. I'm not acting like he. And he thinks he doesn't he, benefit from their he, stuff. When you hear the guys he's naming, like he thinks he's got numbers. Like if there's a power struggle, the guys that like him are going to beat the guys that don't like him. Right? I think that's part of it. It's like he thinks in the end he's going to still be around because he even said like I'm not trying to quit. I'm not quitting here. He thinks he's going to win the bat. He's like, he's trying to clean it up. He's trying but to I make also, it in his image. But I also think, you know, when you're at his spot and this is Portnoy has this Rogan has this Harbaugh had this. I think Vrabel believes he has this. There's an unquantifiable, like for all the things we can quantify, there's an unquantifiable thing I bring to the table that I know no matter what I'm going to win in whatever I'm doing. And for most of these guys, it's about printing money for a guy like Vrabel or Harbaugh, like, I'm going to win football games. So like there, there's a certain line and some of us get petty and, you know, you know, Harbaugh and Portnoy more than others, but it seems like actually all those guys kind of fall under the same umbrella, which I, which why I like them all. I mean, I gravitate toward that. Like I, I really appreciate that. Uh, maybe I'm, I don't know, something about it that really resonates. I think it resonates me. with everybody. I think it, I think it resonates, but not the everybody. the media. It really hates it, at least. Well, no, but I think that. it resonates with them. To, you, that's what you would want because you have a you might have a boss. Anybody, if you don't like it, it's probably because you have a boss that keeps you from being able to do it, or you can't do it. But I, I think it's a very core. I only want to do what I want to do. I mean, it's it is in every human's core. Going back to that, when they're two years old, I only want to do what I want to do. Not everybody can say it or do it. Yeah, but it's I, to me, it's in everybody's core. Right. It's not, I, I, no, I, I don't, I only want to do what I want to do. I don't want to do what you want me to do. I don't well, want to be cool. I, Did you, I saw Jason William, J will white chocolate, J will. Yeah. yeah on, um, on, uh, uh, what's the podcast called flagrant, you know, the comedian, no the YouTube show. And, uh, he was talking about how, um, he was like, what would you do if you weren't an NBA player? 
And Jay Will's like, you know, probably would have been like a FedEx or UPS driver. Cause I just want them to be like, here's your packages. Go ahead and get out of here. I can't sit around with a boss telling me what to do all day. I was like, that's a very insightful self-reflective comment. I thought that was pretty, I thought that was pretty cool. We played like it. And he played, that's right. He played like he didn't need it. Yeah. Billy Donovan said, don't get another, you get three positive weed tests before you get kicked out of school. Billy's like, you only get two here. I'm kicking I'm not waiting until the third. You're getting kicked out after the second. He got two, he got kicked out. Isn't it kind of crazy that the world we grew up in, weed tests were suspensions and kicked out of colleges? <laughs> and, and I mean, Chris Weber got traded out of Washington for smoking a joint. Like, think how, honestly, it still happens. You see so-and-so got pulled over in Texas, like one of the Cowboys, and he had a joint. You're like, something's not. Is that a real story? Up. That just happened? No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, I, I, it's definitely happened over the last year. A guy got in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it was a college guy, like in the SEC, like one of Ole Miss's players or Alabama's player. The Alabama's player did get in trouble for knowingly giving STD to a girl. You see that one? That was like within the last month or two. Did one not of the offensive that story. Yeah. Which I actually think is pretty good. Probably hard to prove. I think it's hard to prove because you'd be like, how do I, you know, I I'm guess the, the way runner. you. Uh, you'd have to. You'd need a lot of like a, warrants and stuff. Like, who yeah, like we diseases? need. If he'd gone to a clinic and gotten a test and tested positive, then you could prove that he knew, right? Yeah, and then yes. you could prove they had like sex the next day. Like, it would be a lot of like take a detective work on this one. You know, go behind the scenes. On but that yeah, it happened to one of Saban's. I think it's like the right tackle. Wow, portal. What if that comes up on the pluses and minuses? <laughs> On the draft, like when you when you're scouting a guy, where where are you? Did the national championship game change Michael Penix's uh, draft stock in your mind? I mean, it wasn't a good night for him. It wasn't a good night at all. He looked terrible. He looked shook early. Uh, I, I I think it would if you were really high on him. You went and then you watch that game. It would just bring up concerns. I mean, it's always the lasting memory. The other thing is like that's what the NFL kind of looks like, right? Getting peppered, right? Contested throws. I'm not acting like he goes from a top ten, like confusing you, missing kind of throws. Like he did miss. Because I saw someone a week ago say, you know, everyone's acting like they're eighty twenty balls. I just think he's kind of throwing it up, and he knows the guys are great. Not that he's like super accurate. Not that he's inaccurate, but I I think Mm. he gets credit like he's Peyton fucking Manning out there, like putting it on a dime. Like I, I. The more I watched him yesterday, I was like, I just think he's even it. You know, I I knew multiple people that, well, I'd say not going to draft a quarterback, but shit, you never sleep on these. They were like, I had a legit second-round grade on after the season. No agenda. I go in there not wanting to hate him, not wanting to like him. Just, I, I don't know. we like, we need a quarterback this year. That's not my mindset. Like, I think he's a second-round player. And then after text game, I'm like, I think you're nuts. And then last night, he's like, what do you think now? And it was like, that's a good night for him. Because here's what I would say. Texas is a joke defensively, especially in the back end. Like it's last night was NFL versus NFL, and honestly, the receivers looked okay. Like they can kind of open. He was that was terrible. I thought as someone with money on him and was being indifferent. Like okay, let's settle down. You're allowed to have a rough couple series. I, I thought he would get it together, and he just never really got it together. Like he had a good throw here and there, but it was never like okay, now we're rolling. Did you? Am I crazy? I mean, I I thought it was awful 
as it kept getting worse. And then here's the other thing. A big thing that they're going to say is like, listen, these injuries, these injuries, when he gets hit. Well, last night he's getting peppered, and it's happened at Oregon. He like can barely get up. His last two games, he got hit a lot, and he got he was in pain. He didn't get hurt. He didn't get knocked out of the game, but he was in pain. No, I it, I think. But that, didn't it happen in the game in Seattle against Oregon too? Like yes. same type deal. He's like he's just yep. getting. What happens when that's? I mean, the NFL guy for for Michigan. What happens when that's Aaron Donald or Miles Garrett or some and hits him good? That knocks NFL quarterbacks out. Like he's. I don't think he's going in the top ten. And I think last night's a big reason why. Yeah, look, my my contention coming out of the Texas game, which was by most measures probably the best game of his career, right? He threw for almost 500 yards at like 70 of a 75% clip. He's a 65% passer. That's what he's been. Now, partly he does push the ball down the field. So it's like a legit 65%, right? He's not just checking it down. <clears throat> but I, I felt like he was a, like you could do a lot worse in the 20s. That's where I was with him coming out of the Texas game. And I still feel that way. The, the counter to what you said is Texas, uh, that Michigan defense is so far beyond what they've like. That makes that Michigan defense was excellent. That's the best team he's faced. You don't face the best defenses in whatever league you're in week in and week out, right? Most quarterback stats are not built on the best defenses they've built. They're built on everybody else. Um, but to your point, like, well, it's, it, they do have th- that level of defensive player. And uh, the degree to which he's in pain a lot is a little bit alarming to me. That said, I, I do think he's pretty accurate down the field. I, I know a lot of those 50-50 balls are being thrown to excellent receivers, but he, I watched a lot of Michael Penix. I thought he put those balls still in excellent spots. I still think he's a really good, you know, pure passer. And so I, I think if you draft him at 26, 27, 28, like I think it's a pretty good spot to draft him. And I also think if you if, – let's just say he is a second-rounder like the guy you're talking to. Uh, you're still going to have a real shot to be a starting quarterback if you're drafted in the second round. Hell, you might be the starting quarterback in camp, right? So I, I, I don't look at him all that differently. He's had some bad games, didn't play well against ASU. He was sick in that game. But I got to acknowledge, like, Michigan is – that was the 15-0 now. That's the best team. But see, had. if I was evaluating him, I don't even think I'd waste time on the ASU game. I would just watch all the big time games. Yeah. For the last two years. The Oregon games, Utah's defense the last couple of years, mm. Texas Watt, Michigan. I mean, that's when it all mattered, when it's all like you're you're gonna have bad games. Like, what does he look like when all the pressure's on? And obviously he's played well against Oregon, but the one thing you notice in that Oregon game in Seattle, like I, I remember watching it thinking, like, is he gonna get knocked out of this game? Remember there was like a couple uh not Brandon Marshall, but who was the quarterback from Marshall? Oh, Leftwich, where they had to like carry him. There were a couple moments where it kind of almost felt like that. Mm-hmm. And if I if I wanted to argue for because I I think I got a little over overexcited when I was thinking like why wouldn't this guy go in the top five? Because that's how he looked. And, and then you realize, well, Sark's defense sucks. That's a real defense, and he was clearly overwhelmed. I thought he was overwhelmed, but I thought they were all overwhelmed. Yeah, the whole team was overwhelmed. The the old line in him, I thought the receivers like uh, they were okay. Like it's hard to break. Yeah, McShay did a breakdown. I heard him on Rusillo on that fourth down throw that he missed a Dunze. He kind of blamed a Dunze running the wrong route, but like supposed to go out, not inside. Yeah, like in that spot. Okay, whatever. Let's even throw that play away because that's an easy one that might not be his fault. There were a lot of other ones when he's pressured. He made throws that when you're watching an NFL quarterback, you're like, this is a lot for him right now. 
Yeah. And, you know, a couple yep. of those just like kind of lob it. And there was one where the D tackle was about to hit him and he freaked, which I get. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to, I'm not acting like I want to get hit, but like, why did Andrew Luck retire? Cause he fucking stand right in there and throw Philip Rivers, Peyton Manning, and they get crushed. But that guy would be hitting stride and that'd be a first down. That's the highest level of football. Jim's quarterback stinks too, but like his team was like, okay, Michael Penix. Let's see, and, and Joe Moore Award. Their old line got destroyed. Well, I, destroyed. you know, you know who you know who had the Joe Moore Award the last two years. Would you see what Michigan. I think? Their I think their star D tackle, the dude that won like the Player of the Game the previous week, said we should put the. He's like, I know what my guys do. Let's put the Joe Moore Award on the table this yeah, week. Yeah, I know. And and it, it had a little like. I think it mattered. It it had a little like. The Houston Rockets think they could beat the Kevin Durant Warriors. Like, okay, motherfuckers, let's see. Yep. That, that's yep. what Michigan kind of felt like. Yeah. It, it, not in a disrespectful way, just like, we're better than you. Even though were, Washington actually did better against the run after that first like quarter and a half. They, they started tackling it up. Well. Their safety started flowing up. That Their problem was, like, they couldn't get off the field. Their offense was, again, as someone that was just They on missed the every facing, throw that they usually make, John. Every single one of them. But it but I'd say, guy, they weren't even really a couple of them good plays by the DBs. A lot of them, though, weren't remotely close. I, I guess I didn't watch every, I didn't watch like the ASU Stanford games. Did he have these moments where he's airmailing people? This is why I'm just a media scout now. Like, not a real, like, maybe he would tell you, like, yeah, he fucking airmails some stuff. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I don't do airmails. I remember Marcus Mariota. Everyone's like, he's the next Steve Young. It's like, well, well I've watched be, Marcus Mariota yeah. airmail a lot of people. There's, well, remember we talked to we talked to New Heisley, called him generational. I said, I'm watching Marcus Mariota. He's not generational. But that so was- Joe Klatt, so did all the people around college football because what a scout's not supposed to do that they end up doing is he's clearly a good player, but then you're around and you're like, I love the kid. It's like you're letting but, his but I, person he's he's considered like the greatest player in Oregon history, isn't he? Or one of them. He won the Heisman. So yeah. Yeah, but I I feel like when I hear Oregon people talk. Not like even former players, but just people around the program. Like Mariota's considered like royalty there. I mean, yeah. Which but is I mean, not again. I, no, I know, but I part of it is I, he's built like a whole. They've got like a, his Heisman's in a thing, and he's donated a lot of money. And yeah, um, but I think the thing with Penix is based more on his. Like people feel like he's a really good pocket. I feel like he's a really good pocket passer. I think that's where it stems from with him, but. But the knock is does he move well? How, how many how many great pockets are there in the NFL now? Yeah. Purdy's a good example. Purdy has to move. Like when oh. Purdy's really successful, he is moving. And the ball's got to come out fast. Ball's got to come out fast. And like I get why you were texting me last night. You're like, ah, oh, they just got to hit some of these deep passes. I'm like, I just wanted to hit like a ten yard pass. <laughs> Michigan did it a couple times. Like you got thoroughbreds. Let them maybe you know hit a deep crossing route or something like. Their problem watching last night in a tough spot, they do what they do, and it's a lot of go routes. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of go routes. Now that there was a moment in the game where they called the holding, which you could was debatable, where he hit the little lollipop pass for fifty yards, and it turned out to be like a fifty-yard swing because it was a forty-yard game, but they got a ten-yard penalty, and that that was kind of, they all kind of unraveled after that moment. Cause I was like, Oh shit. It was 20 to 13. You're like, could they tie the game? JJ McCarthy breaking off that like 30 yard run on third down at his own nine was a pretty big play too. Well, that would be a good example of like why I might bet on J- if I was a, you know, front office guy, 
I bet there are going to be teams that have JJ higher. Just there's more more to mold there. Better athlete, yeah. he can get bigger. Uh, he's tough, right? He brushes his teeth. He thinks about winning the national championship. With he's all in hand. on the visualization. Brushed his teeth with his non-dominant hand. Because what was that reasoning again? Uh, rewire something, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Prize Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app because it's the easiest and most exciting way to get in on the action. While you watch your favorite players in sports, you just pick more or less on two or more player stats, and then the fun is on. Prize Picks has something for every sports fan, from basketball to hockey to League of Legends and everything in between. It's really simple to play. You make your picks, submit an entry in less than 60 seconds. I'll do it at halftime of a basketball game, and I also have some season-long more or less picks on MLB homers. You may remember, I've got less on Otani homers this year. We'll see. And at halftime of your next NBA blowout game, just jump on and go, ah, Steph Curry more than 11 points in the second half. It'll change the game for you. Download the Prize Picks app and use the code HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Prize Picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. ButcherBox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year, you get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at ButcherBox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at game time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called game time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park, been there a million times, never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app, your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? 
Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. By the way, John, you know, I do have to say this. As somebody who is pro-Sala, you're anti-Sala, if I'm going to oversimplify it. Do you see what happened with Brees Hall? I saw a picture of Brees Hall on Instagram, and I just kept scrolling. 994 yards this year rushing. Uh, Sala said one of their mathematicians was wrong on the sideline. They thought he th- they thought he had a thousand yards. W- was it incentive based or just pride based? Uh, I would guess on a rookie deal, it's pride based, right? Yeah. You think r- rookie deals got thousand yard incentive in it? In two thousand twenty four, uh... I would doubt it. But it's a good question. I did not ask. That's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. But in uh, fairness, it'd be math- hard to do. One the- of the mathematicians. They have multiple mathematicians with different responsibilities during the game, and one of them. You think the mathematician is just like, who is the mathematician? Is it really a not mathematician? on the? I'll wouldn't you defend so it's not on him to add it up? Not on him. I'm just asking: is it? Do they really have a mathematician, or is it just a guy whose job during the week is assistant scouting, video, whatever, whatever? And on game day, he's called a mathematician because he just logs Brees Hall's runs that day. I can't imagine they ever have anyone tracking that type stuff. Right. Like how many snaps this guy got so far if he's on a snap count. When are you ever snapping? Like he's only allowed four catches and he already has, you know, it's like you, you, you when are you ever doing yards like that? It's kind of a unique thing. It's just for guy, that week. Maybe the guy added it really quick and was off. Maybe like, could, could ESPN thing not have updated? <laughs> he's working off a slow st- st- game cast. I did not think of that. Yeah, could have been logging it himself and missed a run. Just missed one run. Like the Niners, I, I don't know if you saw the, you know, they were double teaming Puka Naku at the end of the first half, trying to keep him from his, trying to make him come back out for the second half to get his rookie record, which is what happened. Which is what you should do, right? Like Clay Thompson's mm-hmm. going for 50 and a quarter. Like eventually, maybe at 25 points, you start putting throwing another guy on him. Isn't that like the NBA's thing always? Like any team that lets a guy go for like 50, 60, 70 is like have some pride, like no longer let him score. Right. Like I, I'm all for like not allowing you to attempt to get a record like that. Uh-huh. What's the point of playing out there to just let him like, Oh yeah, just, just get your 75 yards on us and fucking go to the sideline, have some sunflower seeds with Stafford. Like I, what else are you getting excited for that week? Surprised they didn't push jet sweep, push past him. Just give them the easy one, you know? Well, they did have this, I mean, the kind of classic, he's in the slot. He runs the kind of wheel go route that, Scores on a lot of people at a lot of levels, and it did score. That was actually a really nice pass from Wentz thinking back. Wentz, because yeah. Tarverius is right on his shoulder, right? He's got to place yep. it in his hands. I think you said it after the game, right? Like, sometimes you just get beat. Like, what are you supposed to do? Well, the, it's just a great pass, good route, good coverage. What can you do? Now That had to be one of Wentz's better passes of the day, didn't it? It was just a beautiful uh, pass. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll do a Wentz's best passes video. I don't know. Uh, Adam Peters, John, I think t- uh, he's got a commander's interview. Miami. I, th- I saw some Miami. Well, him and Bob Myers are boys. So he's, you know, Bob, a lot of consultants, uh, in Washington, helped him get a GM. 
Bob Myers is one of them. Spiel, is Spielman one of them? Rick? Is it Rick? Rick is a good GM. I mean, well, I saw Rex of- Ryan say, like, I don't know if you saw Rex. Rex is like, you know, I know who I would recommend if I were Rick. I'd be like, how about me? I agree. I, I would hire Rick Spielman to be my GM. Like, the Raiders should interview Rick Spielman. Rick Spielman, those Vikings teams, we kind of made fun of them because, like, uh, cousins can't beat them. But remember, they, they won some playoff games. The reason they played the Niners in the second round is, I don't know, they just won a playoff game. Kendricks, Harrison Smith, Daniel Hunter, Stefan Diggs. I mean, uh, Justin Jefferson. Remember, it was it was Spielman that celebrated when they took Jalen Rager. Spielman, I, I mean, shit, he's, he's a Kyle Shanahan coach away from maybe being viewed as like one of the better GMs in the league. He just got an old school defensive coach. What's the I think Rick Spielman like, is, he a, is he I actually would hire them both. I would, hey, Bob, Rick, you guys want to work together and run the organization? I'm dead serious. I know, I know. Uh, did you say Raiders, Adam Peters? Do you have a Raiders interview? I think I saw yeah, Raiders interview, yeah. Raiders interview. Uh, you know him a little bit. You think he's uh, going anywhere? Uh, I, I think there can't be a candidate. Non-Spielman, right? I think Spielman, if you just went, well, this guy's done it before, and he's really, like, he's been the head honcho and made the playoffs and hired a playoff-level coach and drafted pro bowlers at every position. Xavier Rhodes, another guy. Like, I mean, I'm talking every position. The dude has drafted a good player. And he signed Kirk Cousins when a lot of people thought, this is crazy. Like, I'd say that age better, right? Signing that guy as a free agent for a three-year deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam Peters, his resume couldn't be any better for a guy that has not been a GM. Literally, it's impossible. Played at UCLA, so a Division One player. Looks the part, right, when you just see him standing there, which you know, I, I think does matter sometimes. Quarterback vibes quarterback vibes but he's a d-lineman then he goes to the patriots like all those cats right starts as 22 23 year old i remember texting him about uh quessy messy or whatever that who's the minnesota's gm i said you know Uh, what's crazy is you went to ucla you start doing this i remember when i started and and he probably had richer friends than me coming from ucla but i knew a decent amount of people i went to cal poly with that like by like 25, 26, were, they had a good year. We're getting close to like a couple hundred thousand dollars. And that number dwarfed as time went on. And we were texting about Messi. Like he just graduated college, went Quessy. to finance. Quessy started making millions. I'm like, you were making $20,000 working 20 hours a day for Belichick. Now you want a couple of Super Bowls. And, you, you know, you were taking Belichick as coffee and running copies for, you know, Charlie Weiss and, Fucking Vrabel needed a look at practice. You were standing there. You were doing everything. <laughs> but now you guys are on the same, like this guy's a GM. You know, it's kind of crazy. But he's, for Belichick, in their heyday early on, multiple Super Bowls with all those cats. Then Elway specifically hires him to go to Denver as the transition happens with Peyton Manning. And he was one of Elway's right-hand guys when they won another Super Bowl. So he's won Super Bowls with the Patriots with the Broncos and then John Lynch's first hire as a GM was like, I sat next to this guy in this meeting when John Elway used to let me in. I was like, I got to fucking have this guy. That's John Lynch's first hire. Not his teammate, Martin Mayhew, who had been a GM was he's like, I'm t- this guy blew me away in these meetings. Hired that fucking guy. And has been his right-hand guy ever since they've won the division three of the last five years. They've been at how many NFC championship games. And they're the, they're the betting favorite, even over the Ravens to win the Super Bowl. So I was like, I just don't see how at like under 45, 
your resume, it, wouldn't you say it's borderline human? Impo- it's like football impossible to be better than that. Maybe if you had been perfectly timed, it just stayed with the Patriots the whole time. But you could argue that's, I'd rather have you go somewhere else and talk to other people than just clearly just stay under Bill because how much information is Bill really giving you? Like clearly Elway and John Lynch, you know, you'd have to ask Adam, like how much truly like did Bill listen to you? You know for a fact John Elway, who C.J. Anderson cried, remember when he retired because of Adam or tweeted Adam Peters. I owe it to him for bringing him as an undrafted free agent, started in the Super Bowl. Actually, I think started also for the Rams a couple years later when Todd Gurley got banged up late in the playoffs. Like had a couple little runs, and then obviously John Lynch. What he means to that organization, I just don't. I just think it's it's not possible to be in your early forties and have a resume. You just can't get any better. You can. Yeah, I mean, the only in the NFL for twenty that, years, but it doesn't mean you've done anything. The only thing that he hasn't done, and this is. Not an this is not a negative, I don't think. Is is been like the guy who gets articles written about him? Not a lot, right? Like it felt like the Patriots guys all kind of there was a stretch there where all those guys were getting articles written about him. But guy, that that's that's an agent slash inside thing. Like even me when I text him, it's not like he's funneling me sweet information. Like he's he's a close to the vest kind of old school guy. I think that I think he's a patriot at his core. Positive, John. It's a positive. I'm just saying that's the only thing when you talk about like these blue chip candidates. If you look at all the boxes, and I I don't care about checking that box. Most don't. But that's the thing he hasn't done. Owners owners like that, and owners like it. And so my question is like clearly he gets a lot of interviews, and it feels like he turns down jobs that aren't perfect for him, and it feels like he has a pretty healthy say in this organization. I mean, we see him out at practice quite a bit. He seems to be pretty secure in his, in his position there and valued and the local, the local, you know, nature of it kind of like Bob Myers clearly appeals to him to a degree. The question is just how much, and is there a job out there that he would take? That's, that is really the question with Adam Peters, John is, is there a job he would take? If memory serves me correct, and again, you'd have to truly ask him because sometimes it's reported like, did he truly want the job or was he kind of half in the Carolina Panther job a couple years ago when they hired the dude from Seattle, Fitter, who was just fired? Yeah. The final two were those two, and it felt like he wanted it at the time. Again, I, I don't know that for a fact, but the way it was reported, I never asked him about it, which you'd argue is the best thing that ever happened to him, avoiding that situation. So if he did want it, it's a good example, which I'm sure it's happened to all of us at some point in time in our life professionally, like thought we wanted something, maybe it didn't happen. And then you look back several years later, like, God, I thank God for that, which at the time you just don't know. How could you blame like David Tepper has all this money. You get to play a big role. You're thinking like, even if Matt rule doesn't work out, I'll get to hire the next coach. There are, it's, it's, Coaching jobs become available way more often. Like all of Shanahan guys, if he keeps having success, Slowick and you, you name them. Every name, Greasy, they'll all get head coaching opportunities. All of them over the next course of half decade. Every single one of them. McVay too. In LaFleur now, the whole crew, the whole fucking lineage, the whole league will be full of them. There could be a given year. Would it shock you if like in four years, assuming love's good, McVay plays us out a couple more years, Purdy maintains being a good player. So all those three teams are good. That there's a point in time where 13 guys have like direct ties to that Washington staff in 2012. You know, no. like almost half the league. And that's, that's Raheem. Related. Raheem gets that like McVeigh's doing. Yeah. Raheem Slowick, greasy. And like one of Kubiak's kids, like all of a sudden we're like, are there 12 Washington guys? <laughs> 
Like that, that's we're not very far away from that. But but my point is because coaching jobs every year, I, Schefter was on with McAfee, you know, I watched it, and even he's like, the reason I'm bet on eight people thought like you you keep saying seven to ten because he's like historically last year there were only five and that's a low outlier if you just average over the course of two years it's usually close to 13 to 15 guys so listen there was always a couple curveballs we had one today that i'm just betting that way and coaching how often do gm how many gm jobs are open right now you'd argue a, a lot relative to normally usually there's like one a year chargers raiders uh whom i miss carolina now but it's weird like are they truly open or are they like if they hire jim harbaugh or bill belichick if he ever becomes available like is that really a gm job you know that's where it's weird like a coaching job is a coaching job right falcons gm right terry font no i guess is not going to be on the coaching search or something weird like that i saw that report which is would be a bad sign if that's the case so easily he could be, but that, but even, okay. So Arthur blank, because one of the rumors is he wants Belichick. So he hires Belichick. Is that truly like the GM was hired from scratch? No, Bill's like, Hey, I kind of like this guy. Bring him in type deal. So GM jobs, true GM jobs. Honestly, they don't really even exist. How he's probably now that, you know, if we assume Belichick's going to go like John Lynch is close, but like Kyle doesn't answer to John. Well, John Schneider him. doesn't answer to, or, you know, uh, Pete doesn't answer to John Schneider. McVeigh They're all really close. Like, Did, what what about the Giants? I mean, the uh, Cardinals, Gannon. Uh, that's that's a good. That's, I, his, I, guy. that's, that's his guy. I, so no, I mean no. Right. I I think uh, Austin for was hired first, but that's that's one that's like doesn't even matter. I'm talking the good ones. Oh, um, John Harbaugh. I would say they're probably because he's DeCosta has been there so long. It doesn't just get back to like one guy makes 15 million. The other makes five. Who's who has more juice until they don't. Yeah. I mean, how many GMs make more of their coach? Not one probably. <laughs> maybe, maybe, you know, if Howie makes eight and Sirianni makes seven. Would, type deal. Yeah. That would be one. I mean, John might make 10, but Kyle makes 16. Right. One of those. Right. I mean, there's a chance John Lynch is the highest paid GM in the league. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can tell me less meeting with Amazon just because he didn't feel like it or because he didn't want to. And all right, we can give you a raise or you have a raise that makes it comparable. I'm not trying to pocket watch, but if you told me that, that Adam Peters, and again, we don't have a relationship where I ask him how much money he makes. Pocket watch. I, I wouldn't ask really anybody that besides like some of the people that I legitimately work with and call like really close friends. If you told me he makes $2 million, right? And I think the average person in his job, depending on the part, you know, obviously cost of living factors a little for the Niners where like Nashville, you'd have to pay a little less for the Raiders. From what I found, the number two usually makes somewhere between, depending on how long you've been the number two or whatever. But in 2024, is like seven to nine hundred grand. Like it's a really good job, right? You know, it's like it's like the version of like they're a DC, like Vic Fangio makes like five million, but coaches make more. But it's like that. I mean, there aren't many non GMs in the league, you know, that are making a million dollars. Honestly, there might be less than five because there are some. And I would imagine Adam Peters is one of those guys, wouldn't you? 
Yeah, especially once like didn't John got like a bump in Lynch got a bump in title, so then assistant GM he was like president of football ops plus assist plus GM. So there was a there was I mean there and a lot of these guys bump. left kind of right. Yeah, you know that's they true. they lo- they lost. I mean, ran and Mayhew for the first you know half of their tenure were playing pretty big roles, right? Under Adam, technically, but still, like I mean, that's, you just like Adam's like I'll just do what they you know. I'll, yeah, I felt like the head table was pretty crowded in like a good way. Like they had a crew at the head table. Yeah, uh, John. Saturday, uh, we were guessing the other day. Browns Texans got the NBC game. Dolphins Chiefs got the uh, Saturday evening. Five o'clock Pacific Peacock game. Uh, I was the thing I like. What's P? I haven't gotten Peacock yet. I'll get it. It'll be five dollars, or it'll have a week long free trial, or whatever. I always laugh at like five bucks for Dolphins Chiefs, right? NFL playoff games will. If that game was on NBC, what? How many people would watch it? Twenty million at least, right? Uh, I mean, you might be low. Saturday is not an ideal night. Well, like yeah. last week, the Saturday game, the the Colts game did nineteen million. So yeah, this game would probably do more than that, right? Yeah, twenty five million if it was just on NBC Saturday night. The and you'd point. argue the Texans Colts brand wise relative to even say what you want about the Dolphins, they sneaky are a bigger brand than you realize. Yeah. Like, I, I know a bunch of Dolphins, and obviously the Chiefs are one of the key stakeholders in the league. That's right, they're a key stakeholder. So <laughs> that's the way they talk. When it comes to the stakeholders, like money makers, stakeholders, and the irony is they 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 get the same as uh you know the Panthers. Yeah, I know. But the point I'm making is five bucks. If I told you there was a, a sporting event that 25 million people were gonna watch, you'd be like, Oh, it's a pay-per-view. What's it gonna cost me? Fifty dollars to watch that game tonight, right? To watch that fight. Like if you think of it in pay-per-view terms, I don't know, we should look up how many like a big Mayweather Pacquiao fight, how many people watch those? I don't even. I don't, I, even I don't know. know. I don't know. I don't know either. And it's hard because you probably get a uh, an estimated. It's 2015. An estimated 4.4 million people. 4.4 million people paid a record price of 90 to 100 dollars to watch the fight, generating blah blah blah. This is Pacquiao Mayweather shatters pay per view records. Okay, so 90 bucks, four million people watched. But people paid 90 dollars. So paying five bucks to watch a football game, and actually one day, to your point, there'll be three football games a week or whatever on that streamer, is really it's nothing when you think about what people are willing to pay for a pay per view. And uh, I think people will find that uh, I, you know I'll be interested to see what that number is. I don't I did not see I don't know if they ever released like a number for their Peacock game a few weeks ago, but um, was there a Peacock game? Oh yeah, it was the Bills. Whatever game that was. It was the Saturday night. It was Bills Chargers, I think. Uh, Sunday, Steelers-Bills is your morning game on CBS. Then you got Packers-Cowboys, 130 on Fox. That's called a wheel, right in the wheelhouse. Rams-Lions on Saturday night. And then Eagles-Bucks on Monday, which is relevant for the 49ers, depending on how things work out. You know, if if the higher seeds, um, Se- seven million people, Bills Chargers. Okay, which remember last year the initial Amazon numbers were like nine million, right? Were the Thursday night? Yeah, and I would and say this- more. I would say more people, just based on the company, would have <laughs> access to Amazon Prime Video. What's than true? Peacock. Like we we have Peacock. Amazon. 
I think Maria watches below deck. I saw somebody say Peacock. I don't have it as a streamer. Actually, has a lot of good content. Yeah, Maria. I mean, we, she's always watching it, which makes sense. It's got the NBC library. Um, it's got a lot. It's got a lot of like I think reality show that are ones that are pretty popular. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think I I think the number is over. I think it's like 70 million people have Amazon Prime Video access. Now, not everybody watches it, but it's like 50 million people watch it um, or have used their Amazon Prime Video. There's no way that's the number for Peacock yet. But what's the fastest way to get people interested in your streamer? Football games, because it's the most popular television show. Was it, is it shocking at all that they gave them an incredible team when NBC is no. their no, I mean, it's their number one partner, right? If you just factor in, it's the number one television show. So the number one place that is the biggest marquee game goes, NBC is not going to be around forever. As crazy as that sounds, right? In, in its current construction, <laughs> the way we broadcast television channel, the way we watched it forever. It's just so you got to pivot and you got to pivot. Ideally, you know, they're going to do it slowly, but it's, I completely understand it. I mean, when do you think the first Super Bowl is streamed? 20 years? Uh, that's a good question. Um, 10 years feels too soon, but 20 feels too far out. Someone said though, uh, I was arguing with someone about something in regards to technology. It wasn't necessarily like flying cars, but he's like, I think you underestimate how fast things happen. Like a hundred years ago, people were taking fucking carriage and buggy. Like things accelerate. Think about just, the electric car, how that's accelerated. Think about streaming, how that's accelerated in the last five years. Think about right. how normal YouTube TV is and when you go into people's homes. Hulu Live, how quickly that – I I mean, I, I just think things accelerate now. It's such rapid space because there's already the infrastructure there. If I was a betting man right now, I think this deal is till 2033, so it's, it's kind of set now. Things can change. What if one of these wants it that way? I would say under 12 years. Yeah, the beginning of the next television deal. 2024. Which, which I would say in the middle of, of the next decade, it's definitely on the table. I mean, it, the guy, there's a chance at the end of the decade, like cable, there is no, these things don't exist. That's the other thing. Like you can't, like my children, there's a decent chance won't ever understand what a radio is. Still exists in my car right now. But if you tell me in 10 years, I guess if, if they were, you know, five years, if you know, have one a couple years, you know, math depends on. But like you just would never know what certain things are. Where can you imagine like us as a kid, like the radio was a huge part of everyone's life. It was a major part of every human being's life, whether you regardless what you liked. We didn't, you know, whether you like politics, whether you like fucking sports, whether you like music, every human being in 25 years ago listened to the radio when they got in the car. Every single one. There was not a human being that got in the car and the radio wasn't on. Now, it was on different shit, but it was on. That just There's just no chance. I didn't think that exists in 15 years. So to me, the streaming is... I just think these these networks might be done. Well, what is the streaming really? It's just the same pro. It's just the same product on the internet. 
Well, exactly. Like podcast, we're all just okay. We're listening to music through. Yeah, just that's what I'm saying. It's but it but it just shows you the distribution channel changed immediately. Like, if yeah, you want to read for, something. The now, distribution channel changed, but for the consumer, I'm just going to put it on my television still. Right. One hundred percent. It actually. 15 years might be strong. Like, is it really that crazy? It's just, like, a, what are we really talking it's just about? a matter of when do they need it to happen? The thing about football, like you still see it. You see the differences in ratings when you go ABC versus ESPN, the broadcast channels still outrate the cable channels. But a huge reason for that is there is a large percentage of people that are, you know, Correct. Still, that are sixty to seventy-five years. Old. I mean, the baby That's boomers. Right. Why they keep saying the largest generational transfer of wealth will happen over the next ten years? Like, yeah, they're still alive. Yeah, alive. Correct. So, right. event, but they, but, they I mean, they like, watch football. Not, it's a it's a straight line. Like you, it's we're all here watching exactly what's happening. Yeah. They're just uh, less likely to pivot. You know, my mom has to be told, and once she is, she, all she does is watch Netflix. But if she wouldn't have if I wouldn't have told her about it, or maybe someone she might never have known about it. Like not living on just kind of living a different life. Right. Right. As a human that like goes to work every day, like she's retired. Like you're just, you're not in the hustle There's on the radio. Hustle. They're not talking about uh, tonight's games on Peacock. Exactly. You watch McAfee's talking about it. Or yeah. whoever. Haberman. And I, I, I just, I, I notice this on YouTube TV. Like one of my things is for our entire life, especially like, I guess when I was a kid and you were a kid, like I didn't have cable in my house. You didn't have cable in your house. So we, we even lived in a point in time where there wasn't even cable. So that cable run actually to me is going to be much shorter lived. Like it was 20 years. It was like probably when I was 18 to a couple years ago, like less than 20 years really. But you would just stumble upon, you're like, oh, Con Air's on. Oh, Terminator's on. Oh, Shawshank's on. Eight mile must stop. Do you notice during, Exactly. If you want a funny movie, old whatever, you dumb and dumber, you just happy Gilmore. <clears throat> do you ever have that happen to you on YouTube TV? It's like impossible because yeah, you don't I search do. that way. Because like if there's nothing on and I'm doing something and I'll, I'll just go guide. Like, oh, there's I, I I agree, but it's way more rare to do that than it was an automatic 15 years ago. No question. Like, oh, what's Sometimes I'll just go YouTube and just click on whatever it throws like not YouTube TV, YouTube. Just whatever it throws at me, I'll just click on, right? But I'm talking specifically about the movie. You know, the like the rewatch of the movie. Yeah. If you did not, I think what you're saying, if you did not grow up using the guide, then you will never, like that generation FX, of people, good will, example, will never stumble into anything. Well, it's why, unless you, that the algorithm doesn't suggest to them. Well, do you know that I didn't know this, but Maria was telling me about this one person that's like fighting the fight about how reality television stars are getting fucked. Like, right, a huge part of like Jerry's wealth is on the reruns of Seinfeld, right? Oh. Or or Friends or those people, right? Yeah. It's just on the reruns forever. I was like, which Jerry? J Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> and uh, that... One, a huge part of the writer's strike, at least in, to my knowledge, kind of loosely following it, was a lot of people were like, well, Netflix, all these people won't give us any information. So you take the content, sell it to them, and we get no cut of it. Like, fuck right. this. Right. Well, no think about a huge part of this. One, it's not just the residuals, but think of what a lot of stuff is like. A lot of reality stars in their contracts never, because you didn't even think about it, but it's just treated like a television show, got royally screwed. I mean, because some of these you're housewives, they didn't though, get not that I watch. 
No, they don't get anything. No. So I, I think this really just kind of upended the world because I thought it was kind of overwhelming. And now I think when people complain, I'm like, I listen, as someone that can't complain about stuff as well as anybody, it's pretty seamless. Yeah, I'll go back to what I said at the beginning. It is we're just at a time of it's a tumultuous change. It's not as but, crazy like it now than it was even three years ago, though. I would say it's mu- it gets more normalized by the yeah, day well, of just like this that's is not. True. And your internet gets faster, or so that becomes less of a friction point or whatever. But I also think about going over to somebody's house twenty years ago, and you like pick up their remote and be like, "What the fuck? I don't. How do I turn your television on?" And be like, "Oh, we got Directv. Hit that. Hit that. Hit that. Where are your channel? It's not like it was always easy. Like everybody had the same thing, and no one will. It won't always be that everyone has the same thing." I made the switch to Apple TV and then I went, where was I? I was at somebody's house. Oh, I was at my, at my neighbor's house the other day. And they have like, you got to turn on this remote and then use that remote to get to the YouTube or whatever. Is Apple TV an actual TV or is it the box like Roku? It's just the box with the remote. And now I can control it with my phone. I can, yeah. it's just the remote has like four buttons on it. It's, it's it. Like it's, it is so simple. And then it brings you to the apps. Right? And it takes me to the apps, right? So your Apple TV is my Roku. Exactly. Same thing. But if somebody walked in with Kate with an Xfinity, all they'd learn was an Xfinity remote. They'd be like, what the fuck? The future sucks. And I'd be like, well, in 2005, if I walked into your house and you had DirecTV and I had cable, I would not have known what to do or where my channels were. So it's really, it's, it's not that different. When we went home, when we went home for Christmas, her friend basically stayed over here with the dog and her mom flew in here. I had to take a video of the hard remote to kind of explain like you got to go to roku and then you got to go over to the app live tv and then youtube tv is the tv but then you know just click on netflix you can watch anything there obviously but you kind of got to scroll this way and and then to get back you got to hit back for me i don't even think about it but i if you did like if you just showed up in my house you probably would struggle getting to the television it'd be it'd be complicated but once you did it a couple times it would be very easy I remember my grandparents' TV was just you pop it on and then you just turn the dial to the channel you want. My grandma had that. I think you we might have even had for nine innings, but I think we might even had that when I was really young at my house, probably late eighties. Uh, we definitely had some rabbit ears early mid nineties Sacramento Kings channel thirty one because I remember thirty one was always gave you problems. Uh, they all gave you problems. Super few super chats here. This is from Keith. Are you more worried about Brock or Moody? Not worried about Brock at all, personally. Are you worried about Brock? No. I mean, until I am. not Right. <laughs> I wasn't worried about Penix, and then about seven throws, I'm like, I got a problem on my hands. <laughs> uh, and the, thing in, the, thing, the thing in football, and you saw it last night with Penix, this ain't a seven-game series. There's no going to the That's bullpen. Right. It's just – right. And you could see it on the Washington coach's face. Like, this is, is what it is. Like, well, one, th- one thing I thought about early in the game, like before the game kicked off, was just Michigan's been in the college. These players have been in the college football playoff the last two years. This is their third year playing in a college football playoff game, right? Like, they have yeah. been in this environment before. And I, I thought Washington offense and defense came out just a little, not rattled, but just not quite as ready as Michigan was. Uh, Matthew, super chat, what happened? Jimmy can't win the big one. And Penix will shred that defense. Welcome to the Big Ten. We play defense in this conference. Go blue. Uh, yeah, I was a Jimmy can't win the big one guy. I'm happy. I was happy for him though. I got to admit, like 
Jim Harbaugh's success makes him a bigger star, which is good for sports. Were you somebody said earlier, John, I got to say you were wrong about Harbaugh. That was definitely my take. Were you were you uh, did you feel that way, too? I mean, I was hoping that he would blow the game. Right. But it's right. just I've it, said for years. That's been my take for years. So I, you know, I had no problem eating that one, though. Well, it's like if you're a really good golfer, you're probably inevitably going to hit a hole in one if you play a lot of golf. Like if you're a really good coach. But will Tony Fino win? Uh, a major. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> the farmers. Yeah, he's no, he's won several he's won, times. Yeah, like, major. yeah, because he had a stretch a couple of years ago where he won a couple turns in a row. But like, that's a good example. Just like, who's a guy who's never won a major? Most of the top players have right now, but like there's a chance Rory McIlroy just might never win the Masters. He just he might play 15 more when he's really he just never win. In football, there's a chance you never win a big, you know, never win the championship. Marv Levy, just Dan Marino, you know, it can happen. I would say for the most part, in the sport of football and in basketball, if you are elite at your job, and he's proven to be pretty freaking elite, you coach long enough, you're gonna win it. Andy was in the same spot. Kyle's now in that spot. Sometimes, like, Sean McVay doesn't even have to bother. He might never win another one. Think about that. Might never. McCarthy, probably never going to win another one. But do you know what he can always say if you ever want to talk shit about him? You want to check out my fucking ring? <laughs> you know? That's what, he can always say that. And he just wanted earlier, like, was he a better coach five years ago than Andy Reid? Like, <laughs> looking back, like, what were we talking about? But he could, you got this, and yeah. people just... And Harbaugh was, especially, I would say these last couple of years, he started kicking Ryan Day's ass. You're like, I think he's kind of taking it up a level. Last, the, 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 the TCU, TCU game was tough. Losing the TCU hurt, and then they got smacked by Georgia. Um, you know, I think that, like, I, as it relates to Kyle Shanahan, it's hard. There is not a scenario where they can lose the NFC Championship game this year, the 49ers, and you go, all right, good run, good year, get them next year. It's not going to feel that way because he hasn't won one. You zoom out, and he's been three NFC Championship games and a Super Bowl appearance. You go, that's a pretty good resume. That's a pretty good football reference page. Pretty good wiki. If he had a championship, you'd be like, God, a championship plus he's in the NFC Championship almost every year. It would feel completely different, right? But until he wins that championship, you don't really get a ton of credit for one seeds going to the NFC Championship game and not going to the Super Bowl. You get the Super Bowl, that's where McVay is. If, if McVay went to the NFC Championship game this year, if you held coach of the year voting till after the season, he'd hell he'd win it. He might he might win it if he just beat the Lions. I think he beats the Lions. You could argue it's like its second best season of all time. Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> you, I, I, yeah, hell of a year. Which by what the if way, he just beats the Lions and gives the Niners a game. Like what a year from the Rams. That's the last team the Niners want to play in the NFC first round. I think Packers, Rams, or Eagles. Rams would be the last team I want to see. Best coach, best quarterback combo. I'm be people are either overvaluing the Rams or like they're legitimately hot and they're going to beat the Lions by like 15. Uh, I don't know. If the Lions win and the Cowboys win, you're getting the Eagles on a short week. That's a pretty, that's a good advantage. I want to just say, yes, I, I do think there's a point that the Eagles have hit that you just, they're not a lock to, I don't care who they're playing. Like, it is conceivable that they, and especially Monday night, couldn't you see it? Like in Tampa, this, like what are this we game's doing? really 13 13 early in the third quarter. Like, is this, they don't really blow anybody out. So 
I do think it's on the table that they lose, which would be huge for the Niners if Detroit and Dallas both win. You get Tampa. Like that's just yeah. it's it's impossible. Like JJ McCarthy closes his eyes and he pictured the rose in his mouth. It is it's it's possible to close your eyes to see McVay and the Rams having some crazy upset, and everyone's like they're the hottest team coming into the playoffs since like some of those Eli Giants teams. Like this right. team might win it all. You look up and it's just ten nothing at the beginning of the second quarter. Yeah, it, it, and that conversation going to that week, like, if this team beats the 49ers, are they going to win the Super Bowl? That, that'd be like the conversation. Yeah. Where I just think the, you know, if you close your eyes and envision Tampa, okay. I just don't think there's any scenario where they beat them. I think you could win with the with the third-string quarterback. You could beat them. I swear to God. Like I, if you told me $1,000, Niners, first-round playoff game, at home, Brandon Allen starts, everyone else healthy, Tampa. I envision the Niners winning. Yeah. It might not be easy. I mean, it could be it could be a sweat, but be a good game, actually. If they end up with Tampa, they should do it just for entertainment value. I think Sam Darnold could beat the Eagles, but I do not think any of that stuff with the Rams. Obviously, we just saw the Rams. Sam Darnold couldn't beat I, uh, Wentz. I think he could have, John. He didn't get the starters. Uh, neither did Wentz. <laughs> I think uh <laughs> I, the way I like to look at it is what what A B C like what level game do you have to play to win, and your B minus game beats the Bucks. You better play your A game if you're going to beat the Rams. Yeah, definitely now, A minus. Definitely, definitely A minus. Like, yeah, I, like I don't think you can they, play like a B B minus game and win. I guess that. Let me rephrase. Let me add one layer to it. What level game do you have to play to beat their A game? Right. You got to. If the Rams play their A game, you got to play your A game, and you win. But you got to play your A game. I, I would say B plus A minus because you still are better top to bottom. Stafford just Stafford's A game is terrifying. He's elite. He can well, he can play toe to toe with any quarterback. So he also can turn the ball over like three he times. He can. He can. That's true. I don't even really want to see the Eagles anymore. Kind of tired of them. Uh, I, I like I like a Sirianni sideline game, John. Do, 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 do you want to see the Eagles? Eagles Niners. I'm kind of over them. I think Lions Niners would be, like I'd be up for that just because I don't get just like I was for the just like I was for Michigan Washington like I don't get to watch like this is new give me something a little fresh I'm just saying who is the coolest matchup in the second round for the, their first game I mean I think the Lions is pretty cool but how do they play the Lions oh, oh I see what you're saying you're saying of the Eagles the Rams or the I'm Packers. saying of all the teams that they can play in the next round. Right, they can't play Which the Cowboys. Packers, Rams, or Eagles, Bucks. Yeah, basically starts with the Bucks and down. Yeah. Uh, I guess I mean the Rams are not the freshest of them, but that is just the best game. I think the Eagles have lost a lot of luster, especially if they win a game against the Bucks, like seventeen to nine or something. Well, I'm just like I'm just tired. I, I know it'll could, feel. What cool if they don't? Big. What if they win that game thirty-one to ten? Okay. Eagles back, like kind of. Oh, sh- did they find it? Maybe gain because the Cowboys gained a little momentum. Remember last year when Dak threw like seven touchdowns against Brady? Like, okay, they got a little juice coming yeah. in. Yeah. Gammon says on the uh, stream, a chat, super chat. John, I heard through the grapevine that you bump City Girls. What's your favorite anthem by them? And what led you to being a huge fan? Uh, City Girls. I-, I don't know. Is that a uh, hip hop duo, City Girls? Uh, what is no your favorite? Bars, good love, rodeo, take yo man, act up, 
See, this looks like uh, this is just out of my. Are they R and B or are they rappers? Is an American duo consisting of Young Miami and JT the duo originates from Miami, Florida, and garnered attention after their guest performances on Drake's chart-topping 2018 single "In My Feelings." Mm. Would you say that's your favorite anthem? Do you know what's crazy is I, I I take a lot of pride on being pretty locked in on music yeah. because I don't pay for ad-free Pandora. So if I'm listening to any station, it does just funnel you some newer shit if you're listening to more contemporary music. So I, I feel like, I, oh, I've heard that song or I've heard them. Have no fucking clue. And that makes me feel old. I hate like, who? I, know. I, I never want to say like, this music sucks just because it's new and I don't know it. But, um, and I think it's impossible to, for people to claim like, I really like music and be like, well, I don't do, I don't do country or rap. It's like, well then no, you just, what I, if I you don't, said I don't you, do modern pop. Would that be acceptable? feels like that's the one that like the music people are like, ah, that's not even fucking like country but, music. Those are written song, rap music. Like you, somebody wrote something. But my, my point is if you can, it's one thing to say you don't do it, but if I if I give it to you and you're like, God, this person's pretty talented. Like if you can't see that, then I think you have poor musical taste. Like, I can listen to any genre of music, and in my opinion, just to be like, oh, this guy's pretty good, or oh, that's not bad. But I, even if I don't like it, I'd be like, I got, I can see the talent. I get it. Yeah, you I can't. Get it. I can't stand people. It happens a lot with country music. I don't like country music. I get it in theory if you just kind of heard, but if like you could listen to something specific and be like, God, Chris Stapleton can sing. I yeah, watched or- a YouTube the other day that was a guy. He's like, I've never, I don't, I'm not a big country guy, but I'm just going to go through. He's, I'm a, he was a musician. He's like, I'm going to go through the top 10 songs on the country billboard chart right now and just give you my thoughts. And he like liked all, he's like, this is all well written, well produced, complicated, interesting music. I think it happens a lot with city white rock guy who says he hates country music. And, and I think there were people that are like, I hate, you know, hip hop or rap. It's like, then you're just not very open-minded musically. I've always had a pet yeah. peeve against that guy. Yeah. Like, I, like claims he likes music, but then hates certain genres. Like, I, I don't like classical music, but I can listen to it. And be like, oh, I, I could see it, I guess. <laughs> uh, Matthew says, uh, not asking if you think it'll happen, but if the Eagles lose to the box, should Sirianni be fired? I say, yes. You. Uh, he can't fix their. He has not shown an ability to do anything to help fix their problems. And they get Belichick and Philly with those two. I mean, yeah, but I do think work? I do think a ton of people would want Philly. I think they inv- Bel- they, inv- if- they invest heavily. They they try hard. It's crazy place, but it's like working for like the Yankees or like the Phillies or something. Like this can get weird, but no one ever argues like. Any coach I want, they cut me a check. Any player will do. We'll make trades. Like they are one of the most aggressive teams in all sports. I would say. The irony sometimes is that the the best combinations don't work, right? Like Belichick not drafting, letting Howie Roseman put his roster together, or at least help him put his roster together, and just coaching football. It would be a that'd be an all star tandem, right? But like, could it work? Would it work? Could they work together? You know, um, that's why, like, I watched Jerry Jones say 
Mike McCarthy, he's coming. Like, look, look at his right. Look what he's done. The proof's in the pudding. I'm like, I'm watching him going, thank God he doesn't want to hire Jim Harbaugh because that team would be in the NFC Championship game every year for the next three years if he hired Jim Harbaugh tomorrow. Right? I mean, it's just well, I, Jim wins I, everywhere. John, at an extreme level. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I, he got Jim Harbaugh. But he doesn't sure. want to do it. He's not. They have not hit rock bottom. The only people that hired Jim are people at rock bottom. The Niners were at rock bottom. Michigan, I mean, Michigan would hire Jim at any point, but they did it at rock bottom. The Raiders feel like the Chargers. Well, and the Cowboys, is impossible for them to hit rock bottom. There's too no, talented. They're not, at rock, they're not desperate enough. I think the Cowboys are somewhat of a sleeper coming into this playoffs. To do what? I, I would say if they, get, if they win their next two games, whoever they play, they're going to be feeling pretty good. Yeah. The Packers have a lot of momentum coming in. They kick their ass. Then they play Detroit at home, handle them again. I think they're going to have a lot of confidence coming in. This is get back to the buy is really good because it's good for your body. But there is a risk, and it's happened historically, of like you just can kind of lose what's been working for you. Yeah. You know, now the Niners punted on the last game. So, you, you know, it's not like you could make the argument if they had to play this weekend. It's like, well, they just didn't try last weekend. So like, but some of their players at least sweated and stuff. I mean, they're not doing like they're practicing right now, but it's, well, it's not, not right the same now. Of like, <laughs> not Tuesday, but no, but you know what I mean? It's not yeah. the same of like when everyone shows up tomorrow at these other, how many teams are there? 12 teams. It's a pretty fucking big week. Like we lose, we're done. Right. It's right. you're pretty, you're just a little more locked in this week. Like it's a big fucking deal. The, the Cowboys always look that I'm way. I'm not blaming. I mean, the Niners and Ravens, you would always take the one seed. I'm just saying there is, it's just football. It's weird. I mean, it, it, baseball, you see it a lot, right? The team just gets a little off. The other teams have just been Baseball's playing, playing. All the time in baseball. Yeah. It'd be <laughs> Football's a little different because there's always a gap. If you see it in college football next year, I've always thought, I said this the other day, there's always like in the NCAA tournament, one of those teams that gets into Dayton, one of them. It always feels like one of them makes a run just because they're kind of their juices are flowing. They're ready to roll. Um, da- but this is Dallas. Like people think I'm a Dallas hater. I actually, I, I respect them like to a point. I just don't think they're a Super Bowl franchise right now with McCarthy and Dak. But they always feel like, oh, sh- could they put this thing together? Because on they're, they're like good defense, skill guys on offense. Not not really a run game, but McCarthy's coached a lot of big games. Dak's having a career, MVP candidate. Like, that's a Super Bowl contender on paper. Yeah. I just don't trust him in the biggest games. But I didn't trust Jim, and he just won a Super Bowl. So, Well, it's just – here's I what I know. It's just decisions. it's just never – the playoffs, I would say in most sports, definitely baseball and football, it's never just the two best teams. It's just cruise control. It's it's rare I, – I, let me rephrase that. It's rarely just that easy. Oh, the Ravens tonight, boom. So who are – to me, there's only like even a couple options, right? Like the Eagles to me are not an option. The Rams maybe Rams would be someone you'd keep an eye on. Dallas clearly is. The Bills, but fuck, they're they're kind of banged up. The Chiefs, they can't catch the football. I mean, you would say if you were just power ranking the playoffs, obviously, you know, I know the Niners are the favorite, but we saw the two teams play. Ravens beat them. I would put. Ravens one A, Niners one B. Who's two? Because Dallas would be in the argument for yeah. It'd be da- I think it's Dallas or Kansas City. Because the only thing you argue on Kansas City is like, 
They're going to be a motherfucker to knock out this championship blood, championship culture. You're like, yeah, but I've watched them play. Like, I know. they just, they can't catch. I know. Well, but you'd also and look at their own the line sneaky is bad, you know? So it's like, yeah, you're just, you're betting on Andy and Mahomes. Well, be, uh, Brady, or excuse me, Brady, Belichick, Walsh, Montana, like they lost sometimes in the second round. Yeah. But they have good defense. The Chiefs. Yeah. But I'm just saying, if I told you that they lose in the second round of the Buffalo Bills, it's not great. In Buffalo, they're going to no. be the underdog in that game. But then, but, but yeah, I mean, but that would be. You win that probably going to bet Kansas City. What's that? I would imagine Kansas City is like a plus four on the road in Buffalo. Like a lot of people are hammering the Chiefs. Oh, you think they'd be plus four in Buffalo? Well, what's the number? A two and a half. Yeah, maybe right. Four is a little high. Depends they, how they will would have would have would have Buffalo, Buffalo have just beaten the Steelers. Yeah, what if Buffalo wins 35-10 and they beat Miami? I mean, let's face it, most of their games look the same. 17 to 12 in freezing cold. The books won't want to give a lot of points to Kansas City, so maybe the number's just three or something. It's not gonna be seven, but it's not gonna be probably one, right? I don't know. It's gonna, I feel like it'll it look, be less than three, is my guess. To me, it's hard for the Chiefs to look good given the way they play, and it's going to be zero degrees. So it's it's probably just going to be an ugly game that they know how to win that Miami doesn't. Yeah, Miami going on the road screwed them. Uh, Kevin, uh, avid listener, Sonic employee here arriving late. Wish we could have gotten fiber to you, guy. Sonic isn't using AT&T fiber anymore. Oh, well, there you go. Supposed to have very good customer uh, outreach, customer service. I don't even who's Sonic. It's a fiber. It's an internet provider, Bay Area. Are hey, Roman, I saw you getting out of your car yesterday. I don't. I if you asked me five seconds, gun to your head, where were you yesterday? I'd be like, fuck. Uh, five, four, three, two. Squat rack. I don't know where you saw me. And you couldn't. And we could. So we could scrap. And you put your head down and acted like you didn't see me. <laughs> Uh, Monday night, Monday night Eagles Bucks. There you go. Somebody on a short week, maybe. Uh, get Eric Armstead back to get Juwan Jennings back. Wait, they did? No, I'm just saying that's they got to get like Juwan Jennings had concussion protocol been going for like a month now. Kind of weird. Yeah, that's clearly something's off. All right. On that note, which often in a bad way, like you can't clear. Like you're probably. I'm not counting on him this season. Like when something. it's, that one's usually black and white. Maybe you miss a week and then you clearly clear it. No one acts like no one even brings it up anymore. No, Purdy. Purdy was in the concussion protocol for 48 hours. Who? There was a player. Remember Tua? Did they just scrapped him for like five weeks last year? Uh, he, remember he had like the back-to-back games? And he yo, yeah. Where he, yes. Where people wanted him to retire. Yeah. Other people love telling you what to do. Not you personally, but just in general. That's a... Social media thrives on someone telling someone else what they should do. Uh, Nathan said Armstead's practicing Juwan cleared concussion protocol for Kyle. Okay. Clear. All right. All right. All right. All right. Kyle must have said that yesterday. His press count is phoner. We just got to uh, hope Armstead is like not Dylan Johnson, where it's like first play. He's like already in the medical tent, which not surprising. The guy's playing like now he ended up playing throughout the game. But that was bad. Is Eric Armstead going to the medical tent in playoff game number one? Has he ever? I don't think he ever goes to the medical tent. You're just like Armstead's out. He, I think he finishes games. 
Yeah, you're right. And then you're right. later, I, you I'm not trying it. to t- question no, toughness. My point was just, yeah, you're right. You're right. Good. Greenlaw, tent. Charvarius, a tent guy. Tent. Armstead plays, and then all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, we don't know, man. He's just going to be day to day, aka week to week, aka probably going to miss a month. <laughs> but you're like, wait, he just played 54 snaps. Yeah, what's he got? Uh, plantar fasciitis for the last three years. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, knees doesn't work, but uh, yeah, we'll just see if we can uh, get him some ice pass and, and uh, sauna him. Jire Brown back. All right. All right. All right. Miss, Anything else? I miss, I, I miss Ufunga. Yeah. Just add, not even too. not even necessarily like his, but just saying his name out loud when he made seeing a play. His, just, just seeing him. I know. It just feels yeah, like a we could debate. Some people think Jair Brown's been bad, but it's just seeing Hufunga run around. Somebody wait, wait, who, in, who who said that? I don't remember. I really don't. I but I think that take exists. Like, could he just be a better version? Hufunga um, was an all pro last year. All pro pro bowler. All pro. Second team all pro safety. Yeah. No, he's got some flaws and scuffs. You didn't feel like you were watching John Lynch, though. No, no, I didn't feel. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was inflated. It was more cool to be like, oh, they six rounder all pro. It was more one of those where you're like, yeah, just fans comparing him to Cam Chancellor. <laughs> right, right. You can only win it in the year you win it. That's it. I mean, it doesn't you know? Nobody ever says, oh, but there weren't good safeties there. You know, no, no, nobody was good in the NFC that year. You won the Super Bowl. You won the Super Bowl. Pretty special. I mean, one of the best players on one of the best defenses in the league. He'd be one of those guys that Debo would be like, yeah, he can't cover me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that's the one thing. I'll end on this. If the Eagles, like, I, I do get exhausted with a little like, if it's true, but it's the way it's like, it's just fucking have a real game. You know, no, like these motherfuckers suck. And then it's like, oh, this is, it, it felt like it jumped the shark a little bit. And then it's just over, but it feels like it would get rehashed. And I, I just find that. You feel like it jumped the shark after the Dom DeSandro or before the Dom? Yeah, there's just, just everything involved in it. You know, it's like I, I just, I'm over Philly and everything they they brought to the table w- with the Niners, with the Niners. Like, I, I think I'm not over uh, Philly as I want them on my TV playing the Bucks or something. Like, I just, Sirianni, I can't get enough of. Again, if you tell me like Micah Parsons wants to say something, someone on the Cowboys, yeah. even if one of the one of the doesn't, I don't even feel like any of the Lions talks. That's a bad example. But even if like you're playing the Bucks and Mike Evans, like I plan on going for fucking ten for one fifty. These guys can't cover me or just something. I'd be like, okay, something new. I just don't want to hear about James Bradbury anymore. Like he stinks. It's not really exactly not. like Revis versus no. Like, <laughs> Who did Revis just, beat with? Oh, it was like Revis and Sherman. They weren't. They weren't even like receiver. Yeah. Corner come and they were arguing with Skip. Remember who was the best corner? <laughs> uh, now Sherman's his partner. All right, first team All Pro. Somebody said, you know, might as well be Ronnie Lot. All right. On that note, nothing else. No. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging. Later. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, 
passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.